1: Hey, how you doing? Okay, we're gonna start this all over again. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna start with the particulars, then we're gonna go into it, all right? All right. All right. Hello everybody, welcome to the Smoker's Lounge. Here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting. All you gotta do is download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm, get yourself a profile, start podcasting podcast in the day. I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. You know what it is. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to check out all my porn, check out all my music, and follow me on social media. We are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LS World. Go there today. Get yourself a profile. Interact with kink-minded people like yourself and also find events that you might could attend to and begin your adventure In the L.S. Life. We're also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast community. I'm talking about over 20 podcasts giving you the black experience. And while you at GW District, go ahead and get some shopping done, where you have the choice to buy from over 500 black retailers. I'm talking about health, fashion, beauty, books, you name it, they got it. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. Now, I'm going to be quiet. Let this man introduce himself.
0: My name is uh, Seven One Eight Bert. That's the tag on IG. That's the tag on uh, Twitter. I'm a photographer slash videographer slash slash musician slash uh, <laughs> everything that you can think of in a, in a media world.
1: Well, we just gonna say you you you, you the king of slash because you got a lot of slashes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you start doing photography? Let's begin there.
0: Uh I think I think really with me is like photography kind of started when I started doing like music, but it wasn't really a focus for me. Like mm. hang out I used to hang out in front of this record store in New York. So I used to see a lot of like legends come through, like a lot of hip hop legends would come through to the record store I and I would be on you know taking photos. I would mm. have their photos, I would have photos of like some of my people, you know, just us hanging out in front of the record store. And mm. I realized like years later that I was one of the people that had like some of only photos, like I had all these different moments that people really didn't have because they didn't really do that sort of thing, like take mm-hmm. photos of It just kind of came through, chilled, hung out, but nobody was taking pictures.
1: Mhm, okay, so then um you started taking pictures, plus with the music, what did you do? was you produce or a rapper rapper? Okay, then no doubt. I right. you done you done, done some stuff. So tell
0: me about your, your rapping days. I mean, like like right now, I'm still getting back into it. But like, um, mm-hmm. I guess I I probably started like a, like a while ago. But like, my first official thing came out in like um '05 mm-hmm. in 2005. So in 2005, like that's when I came out with my first project. I was signed to this this um independent label in in uh, Massachusetts.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: you know they. At the project, they distributed it, and um, you know, I had like some, I had, like some good, like underground features on there, but it really mm-hmm. wasn't like a big thing. But now, when I look back, some of those people have gone on to be like, you know, actual big name artists. Yeah, because because they were already doing their thing. I was just starting out, so mm-hmm. I have like, as far as New York venues, I probably performed at every place from like it's uh Lions Den, S O B, oh okay. good, yeah, there's CBGB. yeah, CBGBs when it was still open. Mm -hmm. Like the West Village is pretty much my spot. Mm -hmm. That's where we were.
1: Shoot. That's what I'm talking about. I remember uh, my boy, when he was uh, in the music, just got signed. We did SOB. Erica Miller was one of his dancers.
0: Oh, wow. Which was so cool.
1: (laughs) So cool. And, um, and, um, and it was funny because actually I was the hype man. Me and her were dancing off of each other, and that shit was kind of hype. And then my man years later tried to holler at it and say, "Hey, she blocked him on Twitter and Facebook." <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so you ran across a lot of the top rappers in New York during your time in music at first.
0: Yeah, like I mean, uh, like one of the first vinyl single I was actually on is my friend put me on a record with the person who's now like one half of our uh, Run the Jewels. LP. Ooh, yeah. So we did that right in like, two thousand and four, mm-hmm. like at LP's house actually when he used to live in Brooklyn. So that was like my first appearance on vinyl.
1: Damn, yeah, that's serious. That is fucking serious. So, with that, when when did you start doing like the photo shoots at the Comic Con and stuff? And what got you started doing that?
0: Um, I think I think the Comic Con stuff probably that probably started around like I started going in two thousand nine. But I think I started transitioning more into photos around like 2011, 2012, because I just would see all these costumes and I'd be like, damn, there's some dope pictures. But I take photos all day. I need to be a little bit more serious with this. See, like just promote myself and put it out there. After just taking little photos here and there. And I'm coming home with 20 photos, but I'm there, you know, three days and I already got a lot of photos.
1: Oh yeah, so I mean, me—I've never been to a comic con, man. I always wanted to go, always wanted to do the cosplay shit. Me, I always wanted to dress up in like one of the Sith lords. My favorite hey, yeah, one, I... Darth Nihilus. I love Darth Nihilus um, because that, you j- know. Go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say it's funny you should say like like the other like the the other like Sith characters because uh, I forgot I forgot what it was. I think this one this one chick she she dressed up as um. What was it, Darth, Darth Talon? Talon? Yeah, yeah. She had like the dopest costume. Like she's one of the biggest cosplayers out there. But I remember mm-hmm. the first time she was walking around in that costume, <laughs> and and every everybody kind of talks about like, oh, Comic Con is for kids, it's for kids. I'm like, Comic Con is one step away from being porn, honestly.
1: You ain't lying because <laughs> because a lot of your porn scenes is 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 is, is actually cosplay in many
0: ways. Yeah. I'm like, if you see the way some of these people are dressed at these events. Some of this shit is more risque. It's more risque than going to an actual like porn convention.
1: Yeah, especially when you think about some of the characters that they might actually betray, such as, you know what I'm saying, the Chung Lee. What do you haven't thought about fucking the Chung Lee? <laughs> <laughs> or Cabby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially especially many of the ones from Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and many of the comic book characters.
0: That's what I'm saying. And and a lot of these cosplayers, a lot of the cosplayers, the crazy thing about them is that when people used to read comics in the 90s, they were like, well, they always draw these characters with these unrealistic bodies. Mm-hmm. But then when you start going to the connections, you meet women who actually are shaped that way. Yeah. They look like that in real life.
1: Yeah, because there's one girl that I follow, I can't remember her name, Shere- Sheree, Sheree, whatever her name is, she always do a whole bunch of cosplay player characters. And she do the ones that you wouldn't think of. Like she did uh, The Mother for
0: Rugrats. I was just dying out loud when I
1: saw that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would never think. I would never think of that as far as like a character to do.
1: Yeah, so she be doing characters and stuff like that. So what got you to filming porn and working with porn stars?
0: Um, I think I think it was like me and my friends would always talk about going places when we like really young. So we were like, "Ah, oh, man, we really want to go to AVN," but it just seemed like the craziest thing just to go to Vegas because we didn't really. So mm-hmm. at a at a certain point we were like, uh, I wonder if there's anything on the East Coast, like near New York, and we saw Exotica in 09. Mm-hmm. So, when we saw Exotica and everything, we were like, you know what? We're going to go to that. And I was skeptical. He's like, yeah, it's not going to be a big deal. You're not going to be able to, like, really do anything but, like, you know, just take a picture and then walk off and all that. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I've never been to nothing like that, so let me see what mm-hmm. it is. And then I went to my first one in 2009, and I'm like, Seeing all these people in person, like, I'm like, oh my god, like, there's, there's Sarah J, like, there's Cherokee, like, wow, mm-hmm. um, like, these people in person, and from that point on, like, oh, but other than that, I've been to Exotica in Germany like 10 times. Mm-hmm. So, just going there, and then also the same thing a lot of people that were taking photos. They were doing it on their phones and the phones was like the, you know, flip phones. And they wasn't that sophisticated. They're doing it on sidekicks and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got like a camera camera, I started taking photos, but I didn't really have a platform. Like I had an IG in 2012, but I didn't really have a platform that I would put them out there. But then I started taking it more serious and started tagging people. And then people would notice that. So they would like pay attention and be like, oh, yeah, you know, you took this photo of me at this event. So, mm-hmm. taking notice. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this a lot more serious now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Because one thing
1: that I think a lot of models got away with is taking professional pics. Yeah, and explain the importance of having professional pics for advertisement versus you just doing the fucking selfie with your phone.
0: Um, it's like, like a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of models don't necessarily think about their pictures being like a, a business tool. They think it's like. A tool to get attention on IG, like, oh, here's a thirst trap. Let me post mm-hmm. this picture. Everybody's going to come along and like it and comment and all of this. But I'm like, yeah, but you're not thinking about branding. Like, this photo could be used on like merchandise or your posters on your eight by 10s on all this stuff. And you could sell your photo sets on all these different websites. Like, you don't think about it like that. You're not going to take 15 selfies and sell it on OnlyFans as a photo set. Like, that's just not.
1: No, and some girls try to do that shit. <laughs> they her try to do that shit. Because it basically, when you're taking the selfie, you basically give them the same picture as you give them on IG. Yep. And stuff. So, mm-hmm. And also speak to the professional look of the photo shoot, how it makes fans look at her differently versus she's just putting up a bunch of selfies.
0: Yeah, because when you because a lot of times people just don't they don't really see the point in doing like professional photo shoots because they think it's not it's not necessary, it's not worth it. They're like, oh my, my phone takes good pictures. I said your phone takes good pictures because your phone is a small screen and you're looking at looking at it on a small screen. Picture up and see what it looks like. Like see all that grain in your picture.
1: Think about the screen, please, so people can hear this.
0: Repeat that. Yeah, think, yeah they, they got to understand, like, your phone is a small screen. So when you're looking at it, everything looks on your small screen. Blow that picture up and see how it looks when it's a whole lot bigger, and then you see the difference between a camera phone and an actual, you know, camera.
1: Mm, see, that's the shit that I'm talking about. People don't realize that the lens, the size of the lens makes a difference, even from filming and photography because you get more out of it than you would with your cell phone. Yep. Yeah. So, the, so who was the first lady that you worked with for the first shoot that you did that was in porn?
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the I uh, probably the first like official shoot I did uh was uh Miss Ling, Ling. oh yeah, I know
1: about Miss Ling. Ling. <laughs>
0: yeah she was the first person that was basically like, okay, I'm gonna give you a chance to uh like like actually film this scene for me mm-hmm. and then we had uh, did a photo shoot it was like it was her it was um mischievous Kitty. she was there also mm-hmm. so they had like a they had like a house across the water from like exotica in Jersey, and they were like the first people I like, got a chance to actually just. Being a housewife and being that whole setting, and then just like mm-hmm. do a full blown photo shoot, and then also like film a scene for them. Mm-hmm. So, with you
1: being a photographer and biographer and not being a male talent, how do you move and land girls to work with versus that a male producer would do?
0: Um, I think with me is that like when I when I meet people at shows, I really just talk to people based on their personality. Like I'm fans of a lot of people, but. I don't talk to them, like, oh, my God, that one scene you did, you did this thing in the scene, because it's like, I mean, you know what you did in the scene, you probably hear that all day from fans. Yeah. Like, I just speak to people for who they are as individuals. I don't try to hound them for nothing. I go there, I take pictures. I mean, I support them, take pictures with them. And, you know, over a while, like, city, or they're in my city, I try to hit them up and be like, um, would you mind doing this photo shoot? Like, could we, like, work together and stuff? And... A lot of times you don't get responses, but every once in a while you do get a response. And then sometimes, mm-hmm. especially now, people will hit you up sometimes before you hit them up because I'll post something on IG or on Twitter. They'll see that I'm in that area and they'll be like, oh, what are you doing today? Or What are you doing tomorrow? Can you mm-hmm. come through and like, you know, do the shoot? Mm-hmm. So when when you do the shoot, do you get paid or is just content? I mean, it really depends on, on what it is like. Like, most of the time it's paid, but then sometimes it's trade, but trade is really like when I'm on my downtime, not doing anything, like, sort of sort of stage. Like, when I'm mm-hmm. at AVN, when I'm at Exotica, it's like, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do the show. So mm-hmm. if you're going to take me away from that, you're going to have to pay me to take me away from that because okay. I want to be on the show floor. I'm not trying to be in somebody's room doing a photo shoot for three hours.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel what you're saying most definitely. So, your bookings outside of porn. How much bookings do you get outside of porn?
0: Um, uh, well, I still I still get a lot of music related stuff too, because mm-hmm. besides just being like an artist, I pretty much was like an audio engineer for more than ten years. So I okay. recorded people in my house. I, I mixed their stuff, and like I, I do like a couple people's like flyers and stuff. So mm-hmm. I've always done like things just related to it, and I've you know always made money doing that. Cause it's like, everyone always wanted a session. I got a new album I'm trying to record this. Cause you mix my project. Cause you do this week's cover and all mm-hmm. of this. So somebody's always hitting me up to do stuff like that. So even outside of photography, it's like the music stuff is still, you know, profitable.
1: Yeah. Cause, uh, cause I, I stepped away from music for damn near 15 years. And it was just, the bug was still in me. I had to come back.
0: <laughs> I had to that's, come that's, back that's, and record again. That's how I felt. I like, I, I just sat up there one day and somebody every all these fans would be like when you getting back when you coming back I'm like yeah. so And
1: don't it feel good when you know you still got fans of your music even after all these years
0: It does cuz I feel like I I made an impact on somebody by yeah. like something I did yeah,
1: and even to this day, people still hear my newest stuff, like, Man, he's like, You didn't lose a step, bro. <laughs> and
0: that's, a, that's a good feeling, too, because you might like doubt yourself and be like, It's been a long time, I don't know how they're gonna take it. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know. So, you being in the music industry, how do it influence you
1: with this and in coming into the porn industry?
0: I think, I think music and porn have a lot of similarities because. Music is, you know, music is all about the personalities you're dealing with. So Mm -hmm. just like in, just like in porn with music, it's like, you don't have to like everybody around, but you can understand that you can work together collectively to better for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have people you're cool with, and they're not really your friends, but you're cool with them, your associates. But then there's people that's like, this is my, this is my boy. This is my homie. This is somebody I would hang out with outside mm-hmm. of the business. This is somebody that, you know, they over my house. I'm over their house. We out somewhere just chilling, getting food together, just doing like fun stuff. So it's like those things, like not everybody has to be your best friend and not everybody has to be like, oh, I don't really like them. I can't be mm-hmm. in the same room with them. I'm like, it's not that serious most of the time. So yeah, like how to separate the business and the personal stuff.
1: Oh, most definitely. Because even on set, Females get an attitude with the guy because he shot with another chick, or vice versa. And and stuff. And speak to the lack of professionalism sometimes that happens on the set versus professionalism on the set.
0: Well, I would say with the lack of professionalism, with me it's kind of like I'll tell people straight up like I'm friends with people who don't like other people that I'm friends with. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's like I'm not really in that mix because that's not even the way I think friends with somebody I'm cool with, I'm just not gonna bring them around. I'm not gonna mention their name or something. Like, you know, that's on you. Like I don't know what issues y'all have, but that's not on me. And then mm-hmm. like, a lot of people are cool. Like I've had people be like, oh, you're going to shoot with so and so. Okay, cool. I hope you have like a good shoot. And they'll be genuinely mm-hmm. honest about that comment. But some people will be like, Oh no, why are you working with them? Oh you really like them. You try I'm like it's not even like that. It's just yeah, because I mean, they you because they don't like them for you not to fuck with them, not understanding this is business. Exactly, I'm like, it's business. Like, it's not no personal thing. Where suddenly, because you don't like somebody, I'm gonna run out there and be like, "Well, I don't like you either," because my friend don't like you, so we can't work together. Yeah,
1: and it hurts your business if you do that.
0: Yes, it does. People it, don't like, realize.
1: Explain how it hurts your business, so people can understand.
0: It hurts your business because it, it makes it seem like. It makes it seem like you choose sides based on things that other people have with each other, like based on issues between two people that you have nothing to do with. But because you're close to one of them and you're not really close to the other, you're going to choose sides and be like, well, I can't deal with you mm-hmm. when you don't you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. You could talk to somebody one day and then the next day somebody have conflict and the person you cool with. Like, nah, you can't be around them no more unless our friendship is done. We're not cool no more. And it's like I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you deal with that. Like, I'm not gonna step into the middle of your beef and suddenly hate a list of ten people.
1: Yeah, because I had girls that go shoot with 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 my partner when I was doing porn, and they were like, "You still working with Bob?" And why wouldn't he? I'm making him money. You know, it's like I find it funny females can't do business with their best friend, but we can do business with our worst enemies.
0: Yeah, why
1: do you think it's like
0: that? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think I think a lot of people, honestly, they fall out because they were once close, and then at some point, the closeness kind of turned into a level of competition. Mm-hmm. And you, as much as you like sometimes your friends, a lot of people don't like to be next to their friend and see their friend suddenly like succeed in a way that they never succeeded, and then mm-hmm. they just start feeling a certain sort of way. So the person that was really close to you or your best friend sometimes becomes your worst enemy because you like they don't deserve that spot that they got mm-hmm. at least with somebody you're not like really cool with. Like you don't have that level of like friendship towards them. So even though they may be doing better than you, you're not necessarily looking at them like, oh, they don't deserve that. You're just trying to get their spot, but you don't hate mm-hmm. them for it. Yeah.
1: And plus women pocketbook watch way more than men. Yeah. Way more than men. Um, Which is funny because at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yeah, it's always going to be someone that's doing better than you. The key is for you to continue doing what you're doing. And I don't think a lot of females get that when it's business.
0: Yeah, because and, then, and also social media, like, people see IG and they see somebody's, like, pictures day to day and they be like, damn, they really living. And I'm like, no, no they they're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even what they're doing half the time. Like, sometimes they'll be sitting in their couch, sitting on their couch and they posted photos of them. Like on the beach chilling, you know, sipping a drink, and they'd be like, Yeah, this is the life. And I'm like, You're not even doing that right now. No.
1: Cause see, I think the the, the thing is, and I said that, is that people look at IG and 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 look at these these girls is on IG and think, oh, they're going to Dubai, they're going here. Well, baby, you don't know they're going to Dubai to get shitted on because th- these motherfuckers paying to get fucked.
0: Yeah, I done done heard some stories. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? It's just like, because I tell anybody, you see a girl traveling a lot, it ain't because she got a lot of work. She just got a lot of clients.
0: Yeah. Because ain't nobody shooting porn in Utah. (laughs) 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 There's a a amount of spaces that people really do like porn on a regular basis. Yeah. It
1: ain't ain't all 50 states. (laughs) No doubt. So what's some sort of the mistakes you see girls make in the business that can be avoided from the outside looking in?
0: Uh, I think I think people need to have a lot more patience sometimes. They need to understand like things don't necessarily happen overnight. Um, nope. They need to realize that you're really not in competition with anyone but yourself mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people out there that do exactly what you do and they fall in the same categories that you do, but they're not really your competition because they're not your audience. Like your fans are the audience. Mm -hmm. And just because you may have like similarities between you being the same category, it doesn't mean that whoever likes you is going to like them because it doesn't really work that way. Like they might gravitate towards you, but they might not necessarily buy your stuff because they're buying because there's there's little personality things about you that they're going to like way more than they like your content or, or how your body looks. This thing's about your personality you might be posting on IG and Twitter. You don't even realize these people are paying attention to every word you say and that's what yeah. makes them a fan of you.
1: Yeah. Because even to the point where they be just saying little owl shit, damn, I wish I had a dick in my mouth. Right there, that actually would make a dude go look at shit, believe it or not. Yeah. Because <laughs> see, women in this business can never be too thirsty. Men, we always look dead as thirsty. Yeah, well, no I, I, see
0: some of the I see comments all the time on like I get tagged in a photo that I posted, and I look mm-hmm. at like some of the comments. I am like some of y'all do be so thirsty, and sometimes it's just like a spam account. So they, yeah. you know, they following eight thousand people and they got a hundred followers. But sometimes <laughs> it's, it's really somebody, and they really be commenting on things. And I'm like, you actually somewhat of a a real person, but you mm-hmm. look crazy thirsty right now. Yeah, like okay. never getting an never getting a response at all. No. No, and, and seeing dick
1: pictures and thinking that the girl gonna jump because he said the dick picture It's just funny. <laughs> so, um, when when you working with a girl and y'all about to do a shoot, what are some of the things that you do to help calm her, relax her before the shoot takes place?
0: Um, I just really kind of like just go over, okay, like, what do you want to do? Like, or do you want to be the person that do you want to like shoot the whole thing? straightforward and pause, or do you want to, like, pause, like, if you feel like you're going to make a mistake? You know, also, just kind of, like, not relax. Like, if you're going to do, like, stop, shoot, stop, shoot, like, I'd rather do it straight through, but don't Yeah, ever me too. Like, yeah, but don't ever feel like, damn, I messed up. Like, if you feel like you did something that you weren't supposed to do, like, don't make it visible on camera. Just, mm-hmm. like, keep going. Go with the flow. Because you know you messed up. Don't nobody else know you messed up? hmm And how much... My- like,
1: now how much is it, because this is something that we that people don't ever talk about, the connection between the camera and the talent? How important is it that both of y'all really got good chemistry to make that scene pop?
0: Um, I think it's really important because I feel like the more you know somebody, the more you start being like, okay, I got this idea, I wanna do this. When you first meet somebody, you'll do photos and they might turn out okay. But your second and your third shoot with them will always be 10 times better than the first one. Because mm-hmm. you're comfortable now. Like you're comfortable being in there, in their space and just like, you know, being nude or taking off things or wearing certain outfits. Because now you don't already did this. You already like trust being in their presence. hmm Yeah, because
1: um because to me, like the one thing that I love and why I told people this. I love having my cameraman because he know the angles, he know how to shoot and he knows me and we developed that over years and i always felt the blueprint is you should have a regular cameraman that you work with because he's going to give you exactly what you want can you speak to that
0: yeah yeah that's um that's 100 percent true because like um a lot of people like a lot of people do have people that they work with and they don't want to work with no one else like i'll definitely give i'll definitely be like okay if I'm working with somebody, even if we got the best chemistry, like I could try out somebody new. I'm not gonna like replace them. But there's always people out there, like like with me and producers. Certain producers, I'm like, yeah, I just need a beat or whatever. I want this type of vibe. I don't even need to give you no suggestions. I just need to tell you, like, and I know they got me because they know me already. I don't have to tell them anything extra. I don't gotta mm-hmm. like give them no samples, no nothing. I'd be like, this is just the mood I'm in. They'll send me something, I'll be like, perfect, exactly what I'm looking for. So, mm-hmm. same thing with camera people. Like when I go to shows and say I'll be in a picture with somebody else, there's certain people that I never have to say a word to. I'll be like, oh, could you take this photo? I never got to tell them nothing. They know exactly how to take the photo, how to frame it, how to do everything. Certain mm-hmm. people, they'll take it and I'll be like, ah, oh, nah, this isn't what I was looking for because you do it this way. And mm-hmm. it turns into like a 20 minute exercise. Mm-hmm. So, how important.
1: Because, like, for example, we're dealing with because I see you shoot with a lot of BBWs, and I always said this: not every photographer knows how to shoot a BBW. Please give some of these photographers out here a tip how to shoot a BBW properly, because you be hitting the angles and the shit be looking flawless.
0: <laughs> Thank you, I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of people sometimes like you got to pay attention to every every person's body. Like every BBW does not have the same body, so you got to take advantage of like like some of them will be oh, well, could you make this look a certain way? You got to hide the weaknesses. And then you also got to know where you're shooting at because mm-hmm. sometimes even, like, the the most, like, minute thing, like, like your complexion or, like, the outfit you're wearing just doesn't match with wherever you're at or that space wherever you're at. And I'm like, take it a different way. Do this, do that. Like, do things that highlight all of their strengths. you mm-hmm. don't just be like, I'm going to just take this shot and you're going to stand here. Like, with me, like, I'm not a huge fan of the bed when I take yeah. shots. Because I feel like yeah. so many, I feel like you can't do certain things on the bed that you could do, like, standing up or sitting down or doing everything like the bed. I'm like, you're going to see thousands of people get shots on the bed. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to be your most creative space in a room.
1: To me, I think the most best picture is outdoor pictures to me. Yeah, I, lo- I love outdoor shots. Because you have, have more to work with, the decor, even with me, like, if I got a room that got couches and stuff, oh, I'm happy to the motherfucker because we might not hit the bed for damn near three
0: photo shoots. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how do with me. I'm like the bed to me is always the last resort. Yeah, I use the bed as my first thing. I'm like when I when I get in room when I was staying in rooms and like um the early part of early part of the year I was specifically choosing places based on how they look, based on if the window was like shootable, what color mm-hmm. the room was, what situation because I was like, I don't care about the bed. Like the bed ain't really gonna be used mm-hmm. like that. It's about everything else. It's about tables or couches or chairs or or mm-hmm. kitchens or bathroom. Like I don't really care about the bed. Like the bed is like it's there. But
1: which which hotel which to you was the best place to do photo shoots at that you ever worked at?
0: Uh probably Vidara. Okay. Cause like Vidara if you get the right room, like, there's so much, like, space in there and so many different areas, and then the bathroom mm-hmm. space is usually really huge, so you can use it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think Vidara would be, like, my favorite.
1: I'm going to tell you the funniest thing. It was an old rinky-dinky hotel in New York. Um, it was, God I can't speak the name of the damn hotel. When, you, you know what I'm talking about. It was a whole hotel over by the, uh, the White Stone. Oh, yeah, I know I loved the decor in the room, even though it was a hotel. If some people don't know what I mean by hotel, it's where the girls go home at, yeah. with no problem. <laughs> you feel me? But it had mirrors everywhere. And it was just—I just, just like the decor. It had like a seventies feel. You know, like
0: yeah, there, there are spots like that where it's not the fanciest hotel, but you walk inside, and what one person sees is being like, "Oh, this is kind of rundown" or whatever. They're like, "Nah, like this is art." This is something you can really get creative in. Mm-hmm.
1: You ain't lying. Hey, plus, you, you live in Vegas, so you got plenty of material for photo shoots. Yeah, like
0: I, I know you. I,
1: Ooh. I can <laughs> Especially the desert shots.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like I, I done been <laughs> Death Valley, uh, Valley of Fire. We done mm-hmm. been in like the, uh, what the um, salt flats, I think. Like just mm-hmm. whatever outdoor spaces I can get, like not right now because it's, you know, really hot. Mm-hmm. But forward to her yeah, I'd be like, man, I want to go all these different locations outside.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that what I'm talking about. That 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 why I hate. I mean, don't get me North Carolina, we got country, so it's beautiful. But it's it? I'm sorry, it's just that desert look. And then I saw a girl do a scene in the desert. And that shit was just so hot. How many people did actual ass go out to the desert boy
0: shoot? <laughs> I mean, now, like now, since I like I like film one. And I had let some people see, or like let them see like the video. I probably had like a a couple, like maybe like four or five so far since they Mm -hmm. knew I was out the scene, or they saw the photos, and it's like, yeah, I want to go out there too. Like we need to do that one day. Most definitely. So how?
1: So people can understand this. Ladies have a knack to get stuck in the rut, meaning doing the same shit over and over again. How important it is to switch up and to also level up on what you're doing.
0: Um. It's important because people always people talk like about their audience and their fan base. And I always tell them, like, you already have your audience and your fan base. You could have more than you have. You just got to change it and not mm-hmm. think that the only fans you have now, the only type. Of, you can have different fans. You can have, like, different people. Like, even outside of porn, you could be doing stuff that's, like, more adult rated, but not mm-hmm. even on porn scenes. And you just got to understand that as long as you stay in your little, like, comfort zone, that's where you're going to stay. Like, that's who's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, knows a lot of girls, it's funny because
1: you you mentioned Mulan, M- Mulan Blossom. She was doing fetish forever, then she started doing boy girl. And yeah. the reason why I said that was because guys get tired of watching you playing your pussy all the goddamn time. They're going to want to see you get fucked at some point. And a yeah, lot of girls try to avoid that fact, but you can't avoid that fact because, sorry, porn,
0: sex work is made off of two bodies, not one. Yeah, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of people out there that I've met at conventions that they don't do hardcore stuff. They'll do, like, softcore stuff with, like, girl-girl stuff, or they'll do um solo videos, but somebody be like, oh, when are you going to do a scene with somebody else? And they never do it. And it's kind of like, do you know how much you would, like, how many audience, like, how many people would, like, flock to your video if you suddenly drop something? And yeah. it was, like, a girl scene? Because they, it's like, the longer you wait, there's, like, a peak point where you can wait the longest, and then it'll be like, okay, this is this is the moment to drop it. But there is a point when you can make them wait too long, and then the interest is not there anymore.
1: Yeah, because it was interesting, because it was funny, because when I saw her pop up on Plumber Pass, I said, "Yeah, that fast money ain't ain't as hot as it used to be, huh, boo?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because girls don't realize if you're doing solos for three years. You're gonna have to change up because your fan base not gonna continue for the next three years to watch the same shit. Because it doesn't matter whether you change up the outfits, change up the location, it's still a solo. No matter how you skinny it. And I think a lot of girls do not get that.
0: In a lot of cases. Yeah, Yeah, because um because a lot of them a lot of them they be like, I do pretty well, you know, I sell my customs, I sell, you know, custom videos. And I'm like, that's cool. But your fans sometimes, like, they want to see more, and they're going to get tired of the same old thing. That's just that's just human nature.
1: Yeah. You're going to get
0: tired of the same thing. You're going to want to see something different. You want to experience something new. And then watching you do, like, solos for three years, you're going to be like, okay, well, when are we going to get something with somebody else in it?
1: Yeah. And basically, a lot of girls don't want to pay the piper on that.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> Which is so funny to me. So, in your personal life you being a well i i doubt you have any problem finding a girlfriend because you're not in front of the camera but from the outside looking in how do you see how relationships how females deal with relationship with them being in sex work and even men
0: um, i think i think from a lot of females i know it's like okay like i know like i know like sex workers who only date people in the industry but yeah, i know people like will never date someone in the industry because they don't want to date somebody that close to their, you know, their workspace. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of, like, I think it's just a matter of, like, each person because I know I know a lot of people, like, oh, well, most people in the sex industry, they're dating somebody and they have, like, boyfriends and, you know, girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's 100% true. Like, they like, fucking somebody, but I don't know if they're dating somebody. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a huge difference from thinking somebody... Dating someone just because they're in the business. Like, yes, they get DM'd all the time and somebody's always, sh- but a lot of times they hear it so often, like, they're just kind of like numb to it. They're like, no, same old shit. Like, mm-hmm. okay, another person trying to holler, another person not really trying to get to know who I am as a person. They just, they, they like you because they like what you are. They like the fact that you're a porn star, the fact that you're this name. And to them, yeah. some people, it's like a conquest. And yeah. to the people you actually end up dating, it's not a conquest. It's they actually like who you are. Like the porn is like, yeah, they, they're cool with that, mm-hmm. but that's not why they're with you.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of time I think that's the biggest problem. I always say that celebrities are better off with regular people because it gives yeah. them a sense of normalcy. And that person will appreciate you more versus if he's a celebrity also, or they're in the business with you. Yeah. That's just my opinion. But who am I to say because I'm dating somebody I'm married to somebody was in the industry so it works both ways you know period but either way it's you have to find somebody that is willing to be with you and accept what you do and also support you in it
0: yeah because a lot of people a lot of people think that they can accept it and I'm like I don't know you got to get to a certain point in your life where enough to know that regardless of what they're doing on camera they're not sitting up there being like oh well i don't really care about you because you know look at my job like look at what i get to do at work Mm -hmm. you got to be comfortable enough to know like that doesn't change their opinion on you that doesn't mean that suddenly they don't give a damn about you that just means that oh i gotta go do work gotta go do a job (laughs) when they come home ain't their job they're dealing with you yeah
1: because a lot of times i think that the problem is that they're so stuck on the sex, especially men, yeah. that they don't understand that a woman can give away the pussy a thousand times. She can give away the heart and mind, but a few times. Yep, and that's what and and that's, that's what it is. is. Yeah, and women got their issue too because some women can't handle their man being the goddamn penis. <laughs> so, but for you, have you have a hard time dating because of what you do?
0: Well, no, I don't, I don't have a hard time dating just because of like the person am with is in the business okay. so it's not you No, know, it's not really a hard thing it's because it's like you know i'm cool with her being in the business it's like okay whatever like new things for me yes but as far as having an issue with it i'm like i don't been around the business long enough that all this stuff is like everyday life to me
1: now mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it not is. like
0: oh my god what are you doing like we can never be together
1: yeah, because people laugh when I say I'm so desensitized to pussy on my timeline. It don't even budge me anymore, goddamn. Because I've been in the business and seen it so much. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like it, it's kind of like the biggest hypocriticalness is if you in the industry and your girl in the industry and you start getting jealous with the guy that she's working with, and I'm like, you can't be jealous because you work with chicks. And then I find that just hilarious when I hear that shit. Yeah,
0: because I'm like. I'm not I'm not really gonna I'm not really gonna say anything unless like like say I know a guy is not really like the sin, and yeah. I've like heard multiple multiple women tell me things about like oh this guy is not that good and all of this and he's not a good dude and then you know my girl's like oh I wanna work with him and information I'm trying to tell her like mm-hmm. listen like some established people told me some things like you might wanna like just kind of check that out. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be like then I'll be like don't feel like because somebody approaches you with an interest then your your only answer is yes Mm -hmm. like sometimes you gotta like talk to your coworkers, talk to people that have actually done stuff and feel you know see what they've been through Mm -hmm. but see the only thing
1: about that muddy water is how do you differentiate the bullshit because you know females you being producer and you know this for yourself they'll blame us for every fucking thing and it's not us it's them and then they'll take that bad experience which they cause, and try to use it to damage that producer. How do one handle that? And how do one come back from that if that happens?
0: Um, I don't know. I think, I think like with me, it's like I try to stay. I try to stay neutral. Like I, I definitely have a strong opinion when I speak to people and when mm-hmm. I give my opinion, but I never try. To, I never try to be like outright like oh don't do this or don't do that like I wouldn't be you know cool with that or I, I would have an issue I never try to be that person unless I just really have a very strong feeling about somebody and then when it plays out nine times out of ten I, my feeling actually comes to pass because it's Bass, like, yeah. I don't say this stuff just to say it like I get feelings mm-hmm. like I could meet somebody and within five minutes I could tell you what their vibe is like what their whole aura is it's just yeah. something I notice with people
1: and that's something that you got to have as a producer or even a talent. They've been girls that would drop their gorgeous, but because of their attitude, won't no fucking way y'all gonna shoot with them. Yeah. <laughs> just by the conversation alone, just within the first five minutes of conversation, I'm like, no, I can't
0: do this with you. No. Yeah, I there, was a, cut there, there was a girl like that. There was a girl like that that I met at a show a couple times, and I was like, I think this like girl is so like awesomely bad, and it's like, mm-hmm. yo, she's so amazing looking, but. I can't stand her attitude. Yeah, like, first time, first time we met, it was definitely not like a friendly vibe. And I've met her like maybe once or twice since then, and it's just like I feel like there's always gonna be a clash between me and her, even though it's not like on a personal level. But I'm like, yeah, it, no matter how bad you are, like your attitude just doesn't come off as being very friendly to anybody. Yeah,
1: and what girls don't understand is we don't want a bitch on set. We want a female that's gonna corrupt. Cooperate on set. Yeah. Because the stuff that we're trying to get you to do, we need you to do it properly. And because we're producers and directors, we are looking through the lens of the camera while you're in the middle of the camera. Meaning that this old saying, you can't see the full picture unless you're outside the frame.
0: Yeah. Because of me, it's like, I'll get somewhere and I could be chilling and hanging out with somebody after the fact, but when i'm trying to shoot i'm like listen i'm not trying to be here like way longer than i need to be because like bullshit when we're supposed to be doing work Mm -mm. like we got to get this work done we got to take it serious we got all the time in the world to do whatever after we're done but for right now let's get this done so we don't have to sit here hours later and be like oh we still didn't finish or we'll come back tomorrow i'm like no like tomorrow i might be doing something else like you can't really dictate my time because you don't feel like taking it serious at the time that you're there. And two, they do not
1: take into account the time of the cameraman. Yeah. A lot of them really don't. They really do not respect the cameraman's time.
0: Yeah, that, and, that, and that's my issue with shows. That's what my issue with shows is like, I will help you out. And yeah, so it's like, I guess more of a helping out like I get paid for it, yes, but yeah. it's like, I don't want to be somewhere and you be like, how long do you need? Oh, you need like two hours? Okay, and then two hours turns into four hours. I'm like, you do understand there's a show going on, right? Yeah, and I need basically. to be, be here. <laughs> so stop, stop asking me to stop, stop asking me to show up places at a certain time. And I'm like, okay, I'm there five minutes early. And then when I get there, you ain't even started doing half the shit you need to do to get ready. Why am I basically, here?
1: Basically, see, and that's the stuff that we deal with because this is the reason why I made this this podcast. Men do not have a voice in this business like the women. We don't get to complain on how they do us because we're narcissistic. We're assholes when we do it. But we have a good point when we complain.
0: Yeah, because a lot of times you just like, as a guy, you just want things to run smoothly. You want your reputation to be good. You want people to have, like, trust in you. But it's like sometimes when you say something, I guess guess to a lot of people, you're always replaceable. Like, there's always a lot yeah. of people take your spot. But I'm like, you might be replaceable on a person level, but not necessarily on a quality level.
1: No. Because the next guy you might go to ain't gonna give you the same quality that
0: he might give you. Yeah. And then he might not even be a good guy because a lot of a lot of people outside of the business have actually told me that the reason they stopped working with them and they started working with me is because the other people have tried to, like, come on to them or hit on them or they don't want to and it's always something like they'll meet to do it and be like, damn, you hot. Can I take you on a date? And it never, it's never a business thing. It always turns into them trying to be personal. But see, that goes back to we
1: have no filtering system in this business anymore. Not yeah. like it was before. um Guys that fake test, it wouldn't even touch the woman because the producer would have done his due diligence. Yeah. You know, period, and I think that has been lost completely in this industry because girls used to come in looking for a producer, now they're looking for a cell phone. Yeah. Not realizing what that producer gives you—not only good content, but also knowledge and protection. Can you speak to that?
0: Yeah, because um, like the, the last couple of weeks I've been here about fake tests, and I've seen people showing me like screenshots and be like, "Oh yeah, there's this one dude with the fake test and people getting called out and like just working with this person and be like, oh, yeah, don't work with them. And it's kind of like, how do you not know that? Like, how do you, like, not check somebody's credentials? Like, if you got an app and or a phone and you can just, like, scan something on their thing, it'll tell you if that test is valid. Mm-hmm. How do you just, like, oh, well, he showed it to me. Like, he could have just doctored that thing and then Photoshopped the job. Like, you don't know. Like, go through the procedure to make sure that test is right.
1: Yeah, because i was funny, right? Here's the interesting part. You never heard of a woman faking the test, have you? No, nope, I never heard of one. Because you wanna know why? Men, we do our due diligence. We do. for women, a lot of times they pick their male talent because they want to fuck them. And they want to fuck them so bad they don't think about doing their due diligence. They just want the dick. Yeah. And that way really it comes from separating person for business, because I always said this. A lot of females pick the male times that they want to work with based off of seeing this nigga fuck another dude, fuck another chick. And they want to fuck. them, And when they finally get them, their pussy gets ahead of their brain. And when they're supposed to be checking that test, they just go off a of face value, said that's it. But then ended up catching some shit or looking stupid when he it comes out that he was doing fake
0: tests all the time and you didn't catch it. Now you got to explain yourself. Yeah, because it's like it's like you should know better. Like that's your that's your body. That's your health. But that's not just your body and your health. That's like other people, because other people are going to either work with them or they're going to work with you. And if you're working with this dude and you catch something and then you work with all these other people and then they catch something, it's like you're not just worried about yourself. You're supposed to be worrying about everybody in the mix because just because you want to be reckless, like, that's not cool because there's a business where somebody catch something. There's like an outbreak. Guess what? Shut down. Ain't nobody getting no money like that.
1: Money Money is lost, period, even on the independent segment, because then everyone that shot with him or her got to go get retested.
0: Yep,
1: and that's two hundred and fifty a pop, a hundred and some change you in
0: Vegas. Yeah, and it's like, come on, everybody don't just got that in their pocket lying around and be like, oh well, nah. I sat with so and so, I heard that they might be dirty or they got caught with something. Uh, let me go get retested. Like, let me just go tomorrow. Like, you don't just got that money just lying around to do that whenever.
1: No, nah. I be hearing Mar- Marley. She be bitching and moaning all the time when she done took this test, spit this money. Ain't nobody coming to shoot. <laughs> I was like, yeah, God. I
0: mean, well, she out, she out in Baltimore, right?
1: No, she's in Vegas. Oh, she's she in just. Vegas, yeah, she live in Vegas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I know. Which is funny to me because I'm like, you in Vegas, how the fuck you can't find male talent? Everybody come there.
0: Yeah. but then, it, it's, it's always somebody in Vegas, honestly. Yeah. You know, period.
1: But, but then again, is that what I tell females? It's not about how you say yes, how you say no.
0: And we do talk to each other yeah people people definitely talk like that's one thing people don't understand they think like no one talks i'm like people talk whether yeah. they talk whether they're telling you what they're talking about or they being like up front i'm like no people talk to each other to the point where they know whether they be like oh yeah you should work with them or not nah, stay away from them like trust me they they talk about these things when you're not around so yeah. you got to kind of watch what you're doing as far as like you want to be a certain Jim. type of individual it's like nah you got to watch what you are doing.
1: Yeah, because just like for girls that like to fuck off camera cause I had that conversation with that. If you fuck off camera too much, you're going to get around as a whole and nobody going to want to book you, believe it or not, because
0: of that factor. Yeah, and, I, and I've, met, I've met people like that or people that I've heard have been like that. Like, your personal life is your personal life. But for everything you do in your personal life, the more and more and more you do, it's going to reflect back into your business because it's like, guess what? If you work with... If you work with a couple talents in in a month, it's whatever. But if you're working with a ridiculous amount of your personal life, and then you're coming back to shoot, people might look at you kind of weird because they'd be like, "Ah, uh, what have you been doing in this time frame since your last shoot?"
1: Yeah, because understand people don't realize you got to change your sex life personally in order to make it in this business because you got to take yeah. the next person into account. And then, of course, when you' fucking off camera, especially talents off camera, and half the time. It's just the reputation. Because ladies don't understand that reputation means a lot. It will hurt you down the long run. And girls don't get that sometimes.
0: Yeah, it, it will. Because yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times you, you'll meet somebody, you'll meet somebody's reputation before you ever meet them.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, if you don't think it will hurt, them, it'll hurt a man if he fucks a bunch of girls off camera. Because they're going to say, well, he's a male hoe. only thing he's here for is the pussy. And if girls think that, they're not going to want to shoot with you. Because they're going to think that you're going to try to push up on them or be thirsty.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of people don't got no resistance. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't see some people just be like completely unprofessional in like public settings. And it's like, you wouldn't even think this person is a talent just from how they come off. like When they're in like that public setting. Yeah. Most definitely. So, yo, tell everybody where they can find you, man uh you could find me on you can find me on i g at seven one eight burke b u r k e you can find me on twitter at the seven at the uh seven one eight burke same thing as i g you can find me on all these music sites at access immortal that's the music mm-hmm. name spotify iTunes, apple music title amazon mm-hmm. music like whatever access immortal uh new single came out a couple of weeks ago i had one that came out last year Simply. We on a couple of projects so Simply. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll send you the link for uh, I'll send okay. you right, what services you use, like Apple, Spotify. No, um, uh, send me the Spotify link. You know, I'm going to Spotify, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the Spotify link there,
1: yeah. So, shoot, so with that being said, life is a learned experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the smoking lounge, Bert.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me.
1: And I'll we'll bring you back so we can chop it up right. again.
0: All right, man. I appreciate it. Can't wait. All right, you have you have a good one. All right.